to another Society9 podcast. Uh, it's Lynn, founder and CEO of Society9. And Megan, the director of marketing and sales. Um, we are super excited because we have one of our brand ambassadors as our guest today, Jarrett Arthur of Jarrett and Jenny Self-Defense Systems. Um, we're super excited, especially because... I not only have had the opportunity to learn from Jarrett because she's one of the highest ranking Krav Maga black belts in the country and one of the only females at that, which is pretty badass, um, but she's got some really cool projects that she and her partner, Jenny Trower, are working on, and uh, we're really excited to talk to her about it, but also get some more stories about her own journey and how she got to where she's at, and uh, I really think that the audience is going to learn quite a bit from her today. So, hey, Jarrett. Hey, yay. Thank you so much for having Woo. me on. I'm super <laughs> excited to be able to chat with you ladies today. So thank you. Yeah, so for so really quick, for anybody who's new to our podcast, really quickly, so Society9 is the brand for the fight within every woman, and we make the best gear possible uh, for women doing boxing and mixed martial arts. And Jarrett's background, I, if you guys are not familiar with Jarrett and Jenny's self-defense training systems, I would love Jarrett to just give a quick intro about yourself and introduce yourself to our Tell audience. Tell us about yourself, Jarrett. Yes. <laughs> give us some hair. I'm a Virgo. I like long walks on the beach. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so yeah, so you know, I, I know we're gonna get probably a little bit more into my, uh, you know, into my background and how I got to the place that I got to. But where where we're at right now, um, so Jared and Jenny Self Defense is a self defense education and training system exclusively for women and moms and also kids. And uh, that's my company, along with Jenny Trower, who's based out of Austin. And um, really what we specialize in is taking what is um, a pretty scary topic and kind of putting it through all of our filters and spitting it out in a way that um, – that everyday women like us, because I mean, that's, we're everyday women, we're not soldiers, we're not law enforcement, you know, we're not professional fighters, um, that everyday women can feel comfortable actually learning some really effective basic self-defense, um, you know, we're, we're not turning anybody into black belts, um, we're just taking women that are like, hey, I understand that knowing how to defend myself and my family is super important, particularly as a woman, and I want to learn how to do that, but I, I don't want to get traumatized, and I don't want some big, huge dude you know, in my face screaming at me. I want it to be a positive, empowering experience. And so that's what we do. That's basically our entire brand in a nutshell. That's awesome. That's the most badass nutshell I've ever heard yeah. in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Why, thank you. <laughs> I wouldn't want to fuck around with that nutshell. I'm just saying. <laughs> <Don't>. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, you had mentioned, though, that it's it's a partnership with Jenny. So could you tell us a little bit more about how your guys' mutual backgrounds within your business, you know, how it led to the synergy and what's leading you guys now in for the rest of the year and into the future? Because, I mean, obviously, we know some of those details, uh, but we would love to share with the audience, too. Yeah, so... I mean, like my, my journey into the world of self-defense was really completely by accident. I have a degree in environmental science and chemistry from the University of Vermont, and that that was what I was going to do with my life. I mean, like, I mean, that was basically tree hugging, essentially. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and I graduated. I was all set to go back to school and start my master's degree. And I was also a collegiate track athlete. And I had another year of eligibility. So I was going to finish my track career. 
And I was, uh, you know, like any good college student that graduates, you move home with your mom and you're totally broke. Um, and so, you know, I was, I was home in New York and my mom saw flyers for a Krav Maga class. And, you know, she said, Hey, you're going back to school. You should really know how to defend yourself. And I was not interested in it at all. I was like, first of all, I can't even pronounce that. I have no idea what it is. And second of all, you know, I'm, I'm an athlete. I've been a competitive athlete my whole life and I, you know, I'm strong and I'm fast and um, I'm also a little crazy. And, you know, so I, I pity any dude <laughs> who would, you know, try, you know, try something. Um, and, um, years later, you know, I was able to recognize that all of that was pretty much just a facade for, um, masking what, what is such a universal fear for women, um, to, to different degrees, but really it is a universal fear for women. What if I'm targeted, um, either by somebody that I know or somebody I'm on, on a date with or, um, you know, or, or a random stranger type assault. But what if I, what if I am targeted? What if somebody wants to, um, you know, to rape me or, you know, or to do me harm? Am I actually going to be able to fit, to defend myself against a guy who's twice my size? Um, you, you know, with all that aggression and strength and weight. Um, and, uh, so that kind of like, you know, I'm super tough. I don't need to know how to defend myself facade uh, came down. My mom pushed me into the class and it was literally love at first punch within <laughs> the first 60 minutes. Um, it just like it really, really spoke to me on such a deep level. Yes, as an athlete, but really more so as a woman. And um, I trained the whole summer in exchange for some like community outreach stuff to kind of help the program grow. And by the end of the summer, uh, it was basically like, okay, well, this is clearly what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And so I politely you know, <laughs> told my professors, hey, guess what? I'm not going back to school. And same thing with my track coach. And, um, and I've literally been doing this ever since. And that was a little over 12 years ago. So for the first part of my career, I, I was really in the traditional Krav Maga world which is um, co-ed classes and classes that really stay true to the to the the military um, how how Krav Maga came about right is that it was a hand-to-hand combat system for the Israeli Defense Forces the IDF in Israel that's the soldiers the army and so the way that Krav Maga is traditionally taught is it's really taught from that militaristic type of standpoint, you know, like it's, it's you or this person, it's kill or be killed, you know, so you better go as hard as you possibly can go, as aggressive as you can possibly be. And the classes are co-ed, they're super hard, they're super intense. So I came up in that traditional world and what started happening was that I would meet everyday civilian women on the street and I would tell them what I did and they'd go, oh my God, that's amazing, I really should learn. And then I would invite them to take a class and they would come in and either you know they would take one step in the door and see the stuff that we were doing in the classrooms and like oh hell no I cannot possibly do that and then leave or I couldn't even get them in the door because they were looking up Krav Maga and you know for people that haven't trained in it like the number one thing that like myth about Krav Maga is that it's the system to learn how to kill people which I don't know like where that came about, but I hear that all, oh, Krav Maga, yeah, that's that thing where you like learn how to kill people, right? I'm like, uh, no, but any case. To be fair, I've had someone who does Krav Maga say that to me. Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> like they're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, but, but that. Don't like, worry, it wasn't you, Lynn. <laughs> oh, I was like, did I say that? I didn't say that. I, I hope not. I really hope not because. Because that really is a mentality that's keeping not just women, but particularly women 
out of training and out of mm. potentially life-saving training, which is this, you know, like, like, like ridiculous. I, I don't, like, I don't know. I, I just, I have such an issue with it and all this machismo and, um, and like uber aggression, um, which is not to say that you don't need to be uber aggressive if you're in a situation where you're defending your life, but the training doesn't have to be so aggressive that, you know, that you have to be like a total lunatic like I am to enjoy it, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I should say like we are ladies, but, but, but any case, so to make like a long story, a little bit shorter, um, I made the decision to leave and to leave the traditional world and to start teaching Krav Maga the way that, um, that I felt like it could best be taught in order to reach the demographic and the population of women that, that were not, they were not coming in and training, but they recognized the need to train. And I thought that I was like the only woman out there that was doing this. And um, I ran across Jenny Trower because she was still in the traditional system. Um, and, uh, and, and we kind of like hooked up to share notes, essentially. And um, fast forward a few years later, she had left and um, you know, and we, we were still in contact and it turned out that she was teaching the same way that I was teaching, like the same teaching modalities to the same group of women. And, and it's completely different than what's traditionally taught in Krav Maga. And so, um, you know, we were like a sounding board for each other for a number of years until earlier this year, we literally came to the conclusion, like, this is so dumb. Why are we like, why are we putting in twice the work for the exact same vision, but me in Los Angeles and Jenny in Austin? So we were like, yeah, screw this. We're totally going to come together. We're going to merge our two brands, you know, and, um, and we're both pretty determined ladies. So, you know, the two of us working together towards one unified goal, um, I, we're going to get, you know, we're going to get so much more done. And more importantly, we're going to be able to reach so many more women. So, yeah, that wasn't a short that wasn't long story short. That was like long story long, but there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think it's an awesome story. And especially because, you know, I, I also met, I met Jenny, not in person, but I started following Jenny last year when I watched Society 9 and I saw she had liked a bunch of our things. And um, I remember, I, I don't know at what point, but I remember asking you, Jarrett, like, hey, do you know Jenny? Because like, you guys are practically the same person, except she her hair's a little bit darker. Yeah. Like, you know, like you guys are both fast as. Oh my god! Like I watched the first video, the first video of Jenny that I watched. I was like, oh my gosh! Like this is a uh, Jarrett Jarrett number two, <laughs> but in Austin and with darker hair. Like she was doing like a gun defense, and I was like, oh my gosh! I wouldn't want to mess with her either. So I when I found out that you guys were relaunching as Jarrett and Jenny, I was like, not <laughs> only is that the best name ever because it sounds like the best prime time. <laughs> TV yeah, show right. name, but it's like, <laughs> and Jenny. Uh, but it's like two of the like scariest, but the most nurturing, powerful women that I knew. So I was like, hell yes, I'm on board with this. Thank you. Yeah, no, Jenny is friggin' awesome, and I, I'm really, really lucky that um, that it all just worked out this way. I mean, I, I'm definitely better being one half of Jarrett and Jenny and, um, you know, and, 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 and more effective as well, you know, as an educator, as, um, as a coach, as, as somebody who's just, you know, trying to spread the word and basically reach as many people as possible. 
um, you know, with some self-defense knowledge, which for me personally was like the most empowering thing. I mean, it was completely life-changing. I mean, obviously, right. I was like going in one direction with my life and then, you know, like 180, I'm going in the complete opposite direction. And that is all a testament to, um, the power, particularly for women of, um, of really learning what your body's capable of and being able to put some, um, put some answers to those, those universal what if questions that women have that are frankly terrifying. And which is not to say that those questions don't still exist. I mean, even with, you know, 12 plus years of training under my belt and, you know, and, and all my, my fancy ranks and all of that stuff, you know, I'm, I'm an everyday woman. And so, you know, if I'm at home alone and I hear a noise, I my you know, my heart's going to like that motherfucker be dead. The opposite, right? The, like, the opposite of that. I'm like, oh shit. You know, I'm like, I, I like, that's bad. That's really bad. You know, my adrenaline is going to start pumping and my heart is going to start going and, and I'm scared. And then here's the thing, right? Is that like that fear is totally valid and it's totally cool. Like Jenny and I both, like we feel the same way about this and we've written some blog posts and stuff like that, but there's this weird movement towards like this, like this ultimate state of fearlessness and how like we all have to be these fearless, badass chicks. And Jenny and I both think that this is so incredibly detrimental to the psyches of women and, and also to being safe, truly, truly. Um, so it's like, yeah, so no, no, it's like, it's not that like, yeah, come into my house. You've picked the wrong house to, you know, to F with. <laughs> no, 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 it's so not that. You it's mess so not me? that. Instead, yeah, it's, yeah, absolutely. I feel this fear. This <laughs> feel is totally normal. It's valid. It's going to help me fight back if I have to. And then I'm going to pull on my training. Okay. Like this fear has happened. I hear this noise. What, what do I know that I need to do in order to increase my chances that I'm going to stay safe? Like, am I going to go and investigate? Am I going to go to plan B and, you know, jump out the window? Like, and, and if, you know, and if there is somebody in the house, how am I defending myself if he does this, if he does that? Um, all of these things. That's what the training gives us, but not like a, yeah, come into my house and see what happens. Not, definitely not that. Well, I mean, I guess if you even look at like the, like, physiological side of things adrenaline is really great for you so yeah. it's probably good to feel fear in a situation like that it can be and you know yeah. I mean you need to understand it because there are some definite downsides from a safety yeah. standpoint of adrenaline right. Um, right you know but when you understand it and you train in it you know and and you and you don't do so many of the things that that we as women, I'm totally stereotyping here and probably being sexist, but just, you know, I feel like I can because I am a woman, um, you know, but all, all the things that, that so, that so many women so often do, like, ah, you're just being silly, mm. you know, mm-hmm. like, that's like, God, like, why are you so scared of everything? Like, that's so dumb. Of course, it's not a sound. You know what I mean? Like, you live in a nice mm-hmm. neighborhood and, you know, no, the door is locked. Like, that's, you're being so dumb, Jarrett. You know, why do you always have to make a big deal about, you know, why are you so anxious and nervous? Like, it's that, it's that type of stuff, um, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, that I think is so, so, so important um, to really change the dialogue of what fear is. Um, and oh, totally. It, yeah. Yeah, I remember, I mean, I still do it now. I have roommates, but I... I still, when I go to bed, like, I strategically know where I have options, whether it's, I know I have mace under my bed, I have a big mag light, I have a glass of water, I have, like, I always think about those things, because, like, you have to, like, if, if the absolute worst resort comes, 
what options do you have? Because screaming is not going to help you. So, um, so yes, I was totally joking about saying, motherfucker, no, come at me. But, <laughs> but, 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 in, I just wanted yes, to clarify. Oh, of course, you should clarify because sometimes I can get a little overexcited. But, <laughs> but, um, but I definitely, uh, I totally understand what you're saying. And I appreciate that you, even women like you and Jenny, who a lot of other women look up to in terms of knowledge, like literal, mental spiritual and physical strength you know being able to admit yeah guys we get scared too about what could happen to us i think that's that when you say the phrase universal fear i i feel like it's a fear that even though all women have it's weird because i feel like we don't talk about it like we as a society we don't openly talk about it, even though in Facebook, like all these accounts of college rapes and all this stuff is becoming a lot more prevalent. Not that it never existed before, but for whatever reason, now it's being talked about more. I'd be curious to hear from your experience um, what you've observed in media and culture and how that's impacted your business, because obviously those two things uh, are correlated, I would imagine. So what have you and Jenny learned or observed, especially that has changed um, your guys' business in terms of who you work with, in terms of clients, as well as new opportunities, like maybe new um, clients that you never even expected would be interested in this? You know, we'd be curious to hear more about that. You know, I mean, here's the real obstacle with our business and with with any self-defense business is that... Um, and and it I mean ties perfectly into what we were just talking about is that there's so much fear involved in the actual training itself, um, and and in particular because well a couple of different reasons. First, to even participate in self defense training is to really fully acknowledge that yeah it can in fact happen to you, and so many of us men and women. Um, it, it, particularly in this country, live in a in a bubble that's meant to make us feel a lot better um, and a lot safer. But that bubble often takes the form of, nah, I know that it happens to other people, but it isn't going to happen to me. And so, you know, you jumping into a self-defense class is the formal acknowledgement and you're accepting that invitation. Yes, it could happen to me. And that is a difficult reality for some people, even though intellectually everybody understands, of course, it could happen to you. Like we all get it. Right. But then there are all those layers of different reasons that we give ourselves that it's not going to happen to us in order to make make ourselves feel better. So that's the first piece of it. And the second piece of it is that I think there's a lot of fear that, um, that through the training, people will realize that they're, they're really screwed if, if they ever find themselves in this, in this situation. Like, what happens if I really do this training and I find myself in a, in a choke or you know on the ground in training with somebody on top of me and what if i really can't do it what if i can't get out of that position and that's again somebody my size in a controlled training environment where no one's even trying to hurt me what does that mean well that means that if i am you know one of those unfortunate women who's targeted i'm screwed like that like that's it and that is a really really terrifying thing to to have to think about and so um our biggest obstacle from a business standpoint and, you know, more than anything from a humanitarian standpoint, because that's really what we're doing, 
um, you know, is just is trying to make people happier and healthier and more confident and, of course, safer. But that's our biggest obstacle. How, how do we overcome that fear that keeps people out of training? You know, and sometimes people come right out and say it like, no, nah, I'm just too scared to do it. And, you know, and I don't even want to go there with my thinking. Um, you know, sometimes it comes out in the form of a story of um, of of a like a survivor story you know someone who has been targeted and um and they've been in that position they don't want to relive it um and they don't want to go there again and they don't want to run the risk of being re-traumatized by the training and sometimes it takes the form of other other real i'm super busy and i don't live near the class and you know and uh well i've I've got this knee injury and you know whatever it is and um you know and and to to us like when we hear that what we hear is this is super duper scary and I'm not sure that I can do it. And so our biggest uh, challenge really is how, how do we, how do we reach people and bridge that gap? Right? How do we like jump right through that barrier, whatever it is and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. We get it. You're super scared, but you know what? We're going to be here with you the entire time. We're going to show you, we promise that you really can do this. And you're going to feel after the fact so unbelievably powerful and amazing that it's going to change your life. I guaranteed it's going to change your life, maybe in a small way, but oftentimes in a really, really big way. And so going back to your original question, you know, recent events, how, how has our business changed? It's kind of surprising, but it really hasn't. I know that sounds like crazy, but it really hasn't. We see the same people. We we are up against the same excuses and the same obstacles to training. Um, we struggle with the exact same the, the exact same stuff. Even with you know all all of the media coverage of um, of college campus sexual assaults. Um, you know, I, the, like the one and only change now is that people are, are interested in asking about active shooter scenarios when that really wasn't, um, wasn't a public issue and something that people, that civilians typically thought about, um, before a couple of years ago. So that would be the, the, the one change. But other than that, I mean, it's like really, it's all day long. It's meeting people who go, oh my God, I really should learn to defend myself. And we're like, yes, come train with us. You know, and then it's like 20 phone calls later and they're like, yeah, now it's not the right time or, or whatever, whatever it is. So, yeah, I mean, I guess kind of interesting that with all the current events, we haven't really seen an uptick or a change in the demographic of students who are coming to us um, and, and frustrating, although we totally get it. But from our standpoint, um, it's frustrating because I, we, we always feel like if we could just figure out that magic you know, bullet, like that, that, like that, that thing, like the magic formula, you know, where we could be like, no, just come in anyway, you're gonna feel amazing. Um, And have people actually take action. And and that that's the hardest part for us. That that's all like really interesting. I think Lynn and I both kind of look like a little sad to hear that that hasn't had an impact on your business. Um, Just a couple of weeks ago, a a month ago now, probably we did a self defense seminar at a local retail store areas apparel. And it was so cool. We had this group of like six women and it, oh, it was more than that. Oh yeah. It was, it was like 20, 20. Yeah. It was 20 20, because it was moms and their daughters. So there was, yeah. So, and it was just so interesting because they came in and they were almost like, I don't want to say apologetic, but like very meek when they first came in. Mm -hmm. And there was one woman in particular. And it's so funny because Lynn and I were actually just talking about this earlier today. Um, 
you could tell that she was a little afraid of what she was coming into. And the same thing that you're talking about, that barrier yeah. of like, I'm not sure why I'm here, but she mentioned but the, Yeah, but she mentioned the Stanford rape cl- rape case and she was like, I'm here. And um at the end we kinda did some like situational training, um, and kinda escalated a little and the mother like just reacted so awesomely and you could tell after she finished like that she had kind of embraced a little bit of her own power and it and it is it's one of those things, you know, all these people, they're so afraid. Um, it would be so cool for them to even get a taste of what you and Jenny are giving people on a daily basis with your business. Yeah. So that's a bummer to hear. Yeah, it, it is a bummer. But, you know, it's also sort of like, you know, Jenny and I, we we appreciate <laughs> we appreciate the challenge and um, and and we know what drives us and what we're passionate about and what we're dedicated to. And um, and so it. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I said it a few minutes ago that, you know, that it's frustrating, but we get it. And it is, it is frustrating and we get it. But at the same time, this is a consequence of, you know, um, centuries and centuries and, and generations and generations and generations of what it means to be a woman, both from the fact that, um, you know, from a violence against women standpoint that, you know, their, their violence against women has been around since the dawn of time, you know, since, since women were women. Um, and, and that this is something that we, that we carry with us generationally. I, I truly believe that, you know, that it's in our genes at this point, you know, but then also the family patterns, um, family patterns of abuse and, and, and even not just abuse, but family patterns of thinking, family patterns of, you know, oh, I feel fear. Ah, that's silly. Um, you know, and then like to take it one step further, uh, you know, oftentimes that type of fear can sometimes trigger the men in our lives um, who can just this is from my experience and from working with students. And again, I'm totally stereotyping like a thousand percent. But, you know, oftentimes that fear, I think, sometimes triggers the men in our lives to feel like maybe they're not doing the best job making us feel safe, which is such a, a traditional role for men. So again, I totally understand that I'm like going crazy into like these traditional gender roles and it'd be great if we could break out of those. But from my personal experience in relationships and, and from working with students, you know, what we hear so many times is that, you know, wives or girlfriends, um, you know, are saying, yeah, you know, honey, I I really want to go in and take the self-defense class. Why? You know, I'm, I'm here and, you know, and I know this and I know that. Um, you know, and, you know, and so like actively sometimes even discouraging their partners from going in um, of, I believe, sometimes what can be sort of like a demasculating type of, of phenomenon that happens when, you know, when women train. Um, so like for all, for all of these reasons, this is, this is so many thousands of years of, of obstacles to training. And so, you know, we recognize that a paradigm shift is going to take a long time and, you know, good news. We're like, we're in it for the long haul. Um, but you know, but we'll, we'll get there. Like we're all going to get there. And what drives us honestly is, um, the classes that we do teach and the, and the women who do take that huge step forward and just show up, um, you know, just, just seeing the transformation that you guys just talked about. And it happens every single training opportunity, um, that, you know, that women, um, are, are leaving like more powerful and more confident and just feeling um, amazing. Um, and like, I know we're going to talk about the I am power retreat, but 
you know, we, we did this weekend retreat for the first year last year, and we have a private Facebook group for all the women that attended. And like, you should see the chats and the conversations and the comments that have been coming in over the last almost 12 months now for women who have made unbelievable transitions in their lives just since this one weekend of training that they participated in, like leaving lousy jobs and starting their own careers and getting out of crappy relationships and standing up to, you know, like the shitty boss and, um, you know, and like, and, and doing this thing that they never thought that they could do. And it's insane to see, you know, a year's worth of transformation from this one weekend of exposure to this type of training and, and this type of power. And Jenny and I always say like, we, our job is not to give anybody power. It's basically just to take students that are coming in with their own power. And so many of these students have either forgotten about that power, or maybe they never knew that it actually existed. Maybe it's just gotten a little fuzzy and dull. And our job is basically just to shine that power up and be like, look, look what you have. It's amazing, you know, and like, and that's it. That's really the joy is for women to, to, to not just feel empowered when they leave, but to leave with the acknowledgement, like, holy crap, this, this has been in me the whole time. Like, no one gives this to me. Like, this is mine, you know, I'm responsible for this. It's my power. And look, like, look what it just did and look what it's going to do. That's it. Like, ooh, chills, 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 chills. <laughs> oh it's awesome it's it's cool that yeah it's funny i was actually about to bring up the i empower retreat because um even earlier when we were talking about kind of how Jarrett and jenny came to be and everything um there's such this interesting kind of pattern in the conversation we're having about other women bringing out the power in other women and it's almost like offering it offering a handout to each other and saying hey you're pretty cool you're pretty awesome and powerful like take my hand like let's go do this together mm -hmm. um and and i see that theme running through all the posts that you guys do and the training you guys do um and then when you guys told us about the i empower retreat you know i dug around a, even a little bit about it and i can just see what a powerful thing it, it is going to be for the people that attend it um so yeah I would love to hear more and I think it'd be awesome for you to tell our community about it because it just sounds like, I don't know, it just sounds like, yeah, basically an entire yeah. week of chills. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it yeah. totally is. Though I Empower was really Jenny's idea. Jenny had an idea to do some type of women's retreat forever, as far as I can tell. And um, every time she brought it up, it was always at a, at a time when I was so overwhelmed with work and everything, you know, going on. And so, like, to be perfectly honest, I totally poo-pooed it every single time she brought it up. And not that I didn't believe in it, but it was like, oh, my God, you know how much work that's going to be? Like, there's no way we can make this happen. And then she just kept at it, and um, she wound up bringing in – a friend of hers, who's now a friend of mine that I'm, I'm thrilled to be able to call her a friend, Erin um, Brown, who is a, an author and um, a speaker and an advocate for women and an avid feminist and just an all-around friggin' awesome woman. And so Jenny connected the three of us together, and we really started actually like looking at this, like, could we do a weekend, like a weekend for women and make it freaking amazing? Um, and so last year we were like, yeah, let's, let's just do this. Um, and so we put together I Am Power and we had it last year in Austin. 
And it was um, a, about two days. It was like a Friday evening, all day Saturday, and then Sunday morning. And, um, you know, Jenny and I, we did our thing. There was a lot of hands-on self-defense training that um, that was challenging, but um, but fun also and and super empowering. Um, and Aaron did all these like amazing, just body-centered exercises and um and different like movement things and um and she spoke and told her story which if you don't know Erin Brown and if you ha- haven't heard her speak you definitely have to do it because she's like incredible and the entire weekend culminated in um some full force suit training where we had a couple of um of Jenny's assistants some two really fantastic instructors, Krav Maga instructors out of Austin. Um, they came in and we put them in the riot gear and the full force suit. So they're totally padded. And one by one, we put all of the participants into scenarios, um, like, like scary scenarios, you know, really challenging, scary scenarios. And, um, and we asked them to fight out of it you know, and to yell and to bite and to hit and to kick and to knee. Um, and it was like so amazing because, you know, each woman went up one by one and the entire room was just filled with this community of, of women that we like, that had just come together, you know, so quickly and, and everyone was just cheering for them. And, you know, and there was just like so much love and so much power and so much strength in this room. And, uh, we had a lot of survivors attend and, um, and many of those survivors chose to go back into, um, different positions and scenarios that they were, uh, that they were assaulted in and to fight their way out of it and to reclaim their power in those positions and in those moments. And, oh man, it was like, it was just, it was so incredible. Like, it was seriously so incredible. And like I said before, you know, just following this Facebook feed for a year and, and hearing about what these women have been able to accomplish once they dusted off that power, you know, and their voice too. Like, it's not just about power, um, but, it, but it's also about voice. And that's such, a, that's such a huge thing, I think, for women. And it's just starting to, um, well, I don't want to say gain because there have been certainly plenty of periods in history where women have exercised their voice. Um, but I think it kind of went away for a little bit, you know, and now like we're starting to come back to that, um, you know, and, and, and really exercising our voice as women. And so, yeah, so like it was all, it was all about that. And this year, we're extending it a little bit. So um, it's going to be a full day Saturday, a full day Sunday, and then a half day on Monday. It's in Kansas City in October. And um, well, it's just going to, it's going to be as amazing as last year, like plus more amazing. It's just going to be full of amazing awesomeness. And, <laughs> and we're also bringing in one of my mentors, Marcella Widrig. Uh, I've worked with her personally for... I want to say six years. Okay, she lives in Bali now, but we're bringing her in for this. And she she does um, she essentially does like body work through breath and um, and movement. And she's all about 
being able to shift the shame that so many women feel uh, and really work with that fear from a physical standpoint um, in, in terms of like identifying where, where we hold that fear in our bodies and then, uh, and then really working with it and moving that fear and getting more comfortable with it. It sounds kind of new agey the way I'm explaining it, but it's not. It's like it's super clear. It's straightforward. Um, and it's really, really, really powerful. So the whole weekend in October is just... Yeah, I mean, seriously, it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing, and um, and yeah, I, I don't know. That's all I have to say. It's gonna be amazing, and anybody out there who's like, "Hmm, that sounds interesting," you, you have to go check it out. We would absolutely love to have you. Um, we're keeping it relatively small, so I can't guarantee that there are gonna be spots left if you wait a lot longer. Um, but we would love to have you, and yeah, so- we're actually <laughs> just talking about it today because surprise, we're we're co-sponsoring the retreat, so we're excited be a part of it um is there a place that you want to direct our audience to is there a website specifically or should they just go to jarrettandjenny.com yeah so we do have a website i am powerretreat.com um you can head there and uh we also have a public facebook page i am power retreat and you can check that out also we actually posted a, a few of those um, like a few little snippets of stories from women who attended last year and what it meant for them and, you know, and how it really transformed their lives. And, and I think the, the, the other piece of it, which we've sort of already talked about is just the, the community. I mean, you said it, right. That, that, you know, women helping women get reconnected with their personal power. It's, it's so, I mean, it's, it's great when, when you do it completely on your own. And I think it's, it's even more infinitely powerful when, you know, when you're surrounded by other women that truly believe in you and that wholeheartedly with every cell and fiber of their body, are they're there for you and supporting you because they believe in you. And there's something really, really special about that, especially, you know, in today's day and age where, um, you know, we're, we're doing less connecting, right? Like everything is through text and, you know, yeah, I'm going to like, like a bunch of your stuff on social media and, you know, make some comments, but that's, that's like, that's not really connection. You know, that's not really support. So to be able to be in one space, with, you know, 30 to 40 women who are there for the same reason and who see you and they hear you and they believe in you and they're there for you. Um, man, it's just, oh, it's awesomeness. You have to come. It's awesomeness. <laughs> <laughs> Is it October yet? I, like, re- I want it to be October right now. <laughs> I know. I know. I know Jarrett personally as well. So like I can just picture her face right now, like as she's getting overexcited about this. That's that's how serious this is, guys. Yeah. Um, okay, so I am powerretreat.com. Yes. Go now, people who are Check listening. Sign because, up. <laughs> especially if you are a woman who has been feeling like you've been curious or you want to try something new. I can't tell you how much you'll be in safe hands in turning to Jarrett and Jenny as well as Aaron. Um, and then on top of that too, if you are hesitant for any reason, uh, this is a no judgment zone. And I especially know Jarrett and Jenny fosters a hundred percent, a no judgment zone. Um, and so totally. I, I, as she articulated, you know, they've worked with everybody from survivors and victims to individuals who've had loved ones who are uh, survivors and victims of various types of assault um, and trauma. And I can't tell you how much these these ladies are the epitome of what it means to uh, uplift 
uh, women uh, all over. And I think that not only has their work shown that with their personal clients, but these projects like I Am Power is another example. And then additionally, I mean, Jarrett has been featured uh, on various TV shows and networks from Good Morning America to Ellen being known as a self-defense expert and specialist for everyday women as well as young teens uh, and young female adults. Um, and so, you know, I, I can't emphasize enough, you'll be in safe hands if you're even remotely curious. Shoot them a line, ask them a question. I know that they will be there um, as much as we are here for you guys too. Um, and I, Megan, I don't know if you have anything else to add. No, this, is, this has been awesome. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Jared. So yeah, I am powerretreat.com. Check it out. I am power retreat. Thank you so much, Jared. Thank you guys. That concludes our podcast. Join us next time. We'll have another bomb ass guest. Hooray. <laughs> Thanks, Jared. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me.